they're all alone. Welcome to another episode of This Goose is Cooked, where we review books intended for our future generations. Today's book, Good Night, Good Night, Construction Site, by Sherry Dusky Rinker, illustrated by Tom Lichtenheld, published by Chronicle Books, LLC. Good night, good night, construction site doesn't hide anything about its agenda. It drops in on a group of heavy machinery and trucks, and one by one shows the reader how they get ready for bed, and suggests that you too should get ready for bed. The only question is, will it hit home with the reader? We'll grab a blanket, and let's see what happens. The story opens on a construction site. We see all the trucks and various equipment, building, not only a building, but a road, too. It gets you thinking about how important these guys are. Without them, we would have nothing. No homes to sleep in, or any ability to get anywhere. I will admit, sometimes I take them for granted. You can see the sun is starting to set, and they begin to think about getting ready for bed. They must have a good union, because nobody has to work night shift. Here's where the story begins to break down each piece of machinery important to the construction site, starting with the crane. The book mentions how hard he works. That seems like a consistent theme, that they work hard and love what they do. The crane puts the last steel girder into place and starts getting ready for bed. And we come across this sad line, quote, He slowly folds his boom back in, and then with one last sleepy grin, he tucks himself in nice and tight, sigh, then cuddles up and say goodnight. End quote. Where's this guy's family? He has to tuck himself in at a cold, dark construction site? And I don't even see any blanket. He must be freezing. The only thing he has is one of those glow-in-the-dark star stickers that have been stuck on your ceiling for over 20 years and aren't coming off anytime soon. And... He has a teddy bear. Are those the only things from his past that he could salvage after he was stripped from his family? We don't know, but it sure makes me realize we need to be there for these hard-working individuals, keeping the nation running. Then the story drops in on a cement truck, and he seems to be faring worse than the crane. He claims to be having fun, but he looks like he's working himself ragged, and he doesn't look like he can handle much more. You can see him drop one last big load for the day and take a bath well-deserved. But yet again, he has to tuck himself in. At least this time, he has a blanket. I'm pondering why the author chose to portray all these trucks as alone in the world. I'm guessing because it would be too brutal for the reader to see them going home from an extremely hard day of work back to a wife's cement truck who immediately starts bitching at them that they can't pay the bills, and that they don't listen to her. Yeah, that would be painful to watch. Well, the pattern continues with a dump truck wrapping up her day, only this time when she's resting, she's getting yelled at by the people in the city. They must be in Ottawa. Give the gal a break. All she's been doing is busting her ass, and she can't even sleep the way she wants to. And we see more hard-working equipment, 
with a bulldozer and excavator working their asses off and doing it with a smile. Again, sleeping outside alone in the cold. The story begins to wind down on this quote that seems to sum up the whole theme of the book. Quote, These big trucks, so tough and loud, they work so hard, so rough and proud. Tomorrow is another day, another chance to work and play. End quote. And the story ends telling the trucks, or more likely the reader, to relax and go to bed. That's easier said than done. While I'm not jealous of the hard lives these guys live, I am jealous that they get joy out of their jobs. See, I can't fall asleep because every night is the Sunday scaries for me. And I don't want to go back to the same shit old job with all those people I don't like having to fake a smile because if I don't, I get a talking to from management that it seems like I don't want to be there. Uh, duh, you think? This book really opened my eyes, even though it was written to do the opposite. It was profound. It made me stop and think about all the hard-working men and women who help keep this country running. Their jobs are tough, but they get a sense of pride from them. It's important for us to give them the respect they deserve. A little act of kindness goes a long way. It can make a big impression on someone, especially for those who feel alone in this world. Sherry wrote a good one. Everything moved at a nice pace, and the rhymes helped to almost lull the reader to sleep. I mean that as a compliment. Tom's illustrations were just as wonderful as the writing, using warm colors to activate the reader's senses that it is time for bed. He also had a good use of different perspectives to keep the reader's curiosity. What I can't stand is when a bedtime story sneaks up on you at the end of the book because the author can't think of an ending to their story. Sherry didn't do that. She was upfront that this was a nighttime story with the title of the book, and I'll give her credit for putting it out there, even if I still can't fall asleep because of my job. So on a scale from 1 to 5, I'm going to give this book a 3.8. I'll have a heapin' helpin' and go back for several more servings. This goose is cooked. Join us next time for another in-depth book review.